0: Hello, and thank you for joining us today for Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and we thank you for joining today's broadcast. You can reach us at pastoreric Eric523 at gmail.com. That's Pastor Eric, the number 523 at gmail.com. We're going to continue our study of Abraham, and our title or subject today is Learning from Abraham Through the Lens of Grace learning from Abraham through the lens of grace. And I think um, Abraham is a great character, a Bible character for all of us. For Again, he is known as and he is the father of faith for the New Testament believer because he exemplified, he modeled what God would do for us in the days and decades and eras to come. And for uh, 4,000 years, it has. We have uh, done. We have well. We have uh, stood on the shoulders of Abraham, and I'm not just talking about us. But I'm talking about the Jewish nation, as in their, in their time before Christ, and now the New Testament church from Christ till now. So as we move forward, remember we're looking back, but we're looking back in the Old Testament through grace because we can see God's plan in this man's life, who was not perfect and. One thing you can, we all can know about the Bible is that the scriptures saw all of the warts, all of the uh, uh, faults and failures. But yet, we see many of the Bible characters, as they grew in faith, as they continued to follow God, their strength, their um, what I mean by strength is their faith in God, their trust in God grew. And as they grew... God gave them more responsibility. He revealed himself more and more and more. And that's what the New Testament tells us, that we should move from faith to faith. Um, The book of Romans talks about how we learn the the process of God in Romans 1 and 2, how it says that, uh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So this is what these men and women women did in the Old Testament. They presented themselves, and their, their presentation was through Christ. They didn't. Jesus was not yet on the scene neck, and, and the covenant of grace was not given to Abraham. But yet he lived a graceful life. the The covenant of the law was not there, and so the law still had uh at least four to five hundred years after four four hundred years rather after Abraham's death did the law come. And the law came to show all of us, not only them, but to us as well, that it could not be fulfilled, but only by one man who was Jesus Christ. But Abraham lived by faith. He trusted God. And this is what we, again, we're going to study today, I hope, and we will bring out in scripture because this is is important for us as we see the father of faith. As he walks out his faith, he trusts God. He 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 falls. He he errs. But yet, in all of that, he continues. And we see the merciful hand of God. We see grace through faith. This is what God gave Abraham and wanted to show us. The Bible again speaks in the in the in the, uh, in, in the book of Romans how it says that um, uh, it was written. The Bible was written for our learning, for our learning. So we can look back and say, you know what. I see some of those same things that he went through and uh, and I'll give you one let's go into the word of God now and 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 talk about this so I'm just going to summarize the first couple of verses which we we covered in the previous lesson but uh, first we're going to read just skim over the first verse it says it says first it says the Lord spoke to Abraham so again Abraham had to know his voice but God told him something he said get out get thee out of that country so as we spoke previously Abraham lived in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the neighborhood that he was from, in the country, in the region that he, was, he lived in. He lived among people who worship many gods. So now God is telling him to come out of your familiar surroundings. And this is what God is telling us now, even if some of us naturally, other of, of us spiritually. Well, we have to step out. That needs to be a coming out of those old things, those, those old things, uh, those old habits, those old um, uh, uh, situations, those old relationships that hinder us and will block us from receiving what God has for us. Because Abraham gave up an, uh, his inheritance. He was among his brethren. His, he was among his father's people. They knew him. Abraham had a reputation. Abraham had uh, uh, blessings in his life. But he had nothing compared to what God was going to do for him. Scripture says, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither had it entered into the heart of man the good things that God had prepared for them that love him. That love him. And because Abraham, by faith, stepped out of his country and said, I'm going to follow God. And he made his words plain enough and says, I'm going, I'm moving on. I know it's good here. The neighborhood is good. We like our neighbors. We like our house. I like my job. I like my uh, 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 I like where I stay. I like my house. But God said, "Move on," because I've got something else for you. And I believe that what He's saying to us today, and some of us is not a physical move. It's a move in your heart. It's a move in the spirit to where you've gotten settled where you are. You're settled, but you're you're settled, but yet you're unfulfilled. You're in a place, you're in a, you're in a church, you're in a situation where you know, you're you uneasy. You're, you're not at ease, you're not at rest. The scripture says, that the, you know, to let the peace of God rule in your heart. I would like to say, let the, let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. Let it be an umpire. So where you find uneasement. Where you find uh, your peace is being disturbed, and you are unsettled in your mind about things. Go to God. Don't just push it away. When just keep going to that, to the uh, get in that situation over and over and over, and in that relationship. Where you see some things that that uh, trouble your heart or trouble your spirit, take it to God and say, Father, what is this? What what am what am I seeing? What is it that uh, is it me? Is it is it uh, am I in the wrong relationship? Am I in the wrong place? Teach, teach me, Lord. Talk to me. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. If you have the spirit of God, if you're a believer, Romans 8 says that that uh, uh, if you love him, if you are a child of God, it says that if you have not the spirit of God, you are none of his. So if you are, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, he resides on the inside of you. He's, he's in you. His spirit is in you. And that, and that and many times when we feel that unease, that dis-ease, that dis-ease. In other words, we're not at rest. We're not at peace. We're, we're, we're putting up with things to where God wants us to deal with it. And what I mean by deal with it is come to him. Jesus said, come unto me. Let's talk about it let's 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 talk about to so go to your, your 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 spouse go to your husband or your wife and say uh something this is bothering me. let's let's pray about this because I'm feeling uneased about this and let's and let's uh, uh hear from God so we can come to a place of peace I'll put it to you another way this this is what the word of god says in romans the uh i'm sorry matthew the sixth chapter and the twenty fourth verse and this is where when we are in relationships or when we're in places uh, in a position where you know, we've been pulled in one direction. We know where God is. We have relationship with God. But this is what Jesus said in uh, Matthew 6, 24. He said, no man can serve two masters. No man. None of us can serve. He said, but either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is the world. It's the world system. It's the world way of doing things. It's is making is is being connected to the culture where we let the culture decide our beliefs. When we know what God has said about marriage, we know what God has said about uh, uh, life and how He He treasures life. How that God treasures marriage. How God treasures relationships. How that God treasures uh, our health and how that we should live. And yet. We are allowing the culture to, 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 to alter our beliefs and say, well, if everybody else is doing it, I guess I'll do it. And that's not so. God told us how that we we have got to be the architect for our children so that we, and what I mean by architect is we just we build a godly foundation. Yes, God's got to lead them. They got to go. The Bible says, train up a child in the way that it should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. When they grow up, they won't depart. Yeah, they may go. They they're gonna stumble. They're gonna fall, just like we did. But if you raise them up in Christ, in the body of Christ, teach them the Word of God. Teach them that, baby, this is what the Lord says about marriage. This is what the Lord says about how you treat your neighbor. This is what the Lord said about uh, 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 your relationships out in in school, uh, in in the in the church. Yes, they may speak against God. We don't hate people, but we love them and we tell them the truth. No matter who comes against God, you know, they may speak against God in anger, but you know what? We should stand up for God. That don't mean that we go and, you know, and rock burn people's houses down because they don't believe like us, or we go and kill somebody because uh, they're not um, uh, adhering to the Bible because if, we, <laughs> if that was the case, then not, not many of us would be alive today. We wouldn't have gotten a chance to uh, come to know God. But Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. He said, when you are halted between two opinions, when and, and and one opinion is, this is what God says, the other says, This is what the world says, this is what the, the world system says. That that I gonna we're gonna be broke. I'm raised up, you know. Many of us we were brought up in poverty. we were brought up poor. We only had, you know, we had enough. That's all we had. We had enough. You didn't worry about being leftovers. There were no leftovers. But yet, we, 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 our families—they loved God. They blessed God for what we had. They were thankful. They taught us not only to to um, to work, they taught us to share, and to share with our neighbors. I remember growing up. We weren't rich, but by no stretch of the imagination. <clears throat> but God blessed us so that we had more than enough. God, my father. Well, the gardener, he, you know, he produced much in the, uh, in the spring and summers. And we gave away. We had extra, we gave away. Whenever somebody would bring things, whether it was food or meat or whatever the case, we took what we had. We, he provided for our family and we gave to others. He gave, he taught us to share. He taught me, he put that in me to share. Don't hoard everything you have, but give. Jesus, Jesus said, give and it, it shall be given, heaped up. Press down, running over, shall men give unto your bosom? But it also says, "You reap what you sow. If you sow little, you reap little." So my point again, and all of this is, we have the father of faith walking out, going back to Abraham. He's walking out. He's trusting God. He's not looking back. He's not saying, "Oh, you know, I'm. I don't know about you. You know, he might have said, he might have thought these things, but he didn't say it. He didn't put those things in his mind." His whole, his whole idea in the Bible says the same. It said that he didn't give thought to what he was leaving. But he trusted God and the Father that we serve, the God that we serve, who had promised him. He says, I'm going to bless you. Let's go back to that in, uh, as we move forward. He says, I'm going to make a great nation of you. I'm going to bless you. Make your name great. And then you're going to be a blessing. See, it's something about being a blessing. That means you have more. You can't be a blessing if you don't have more than enough. That's what God does when he blesses us. He blesses us with enough for us and extra. One man man of God said he not only blesses you, but we should not only pray that God blesses us, but God bless me so I can be a blessing to someone else. God bless me that I can pay my house off and maybe pay somebody else's house off. God bless me with a car. And if, and, if, and if it doesn't, if, if, uh, and bless me so, Lord, I'm going to bless somebody else with my old car. God bless me with two. I give somebody else one. Whatever the case may be, but the issue, I'm, but what I'm, my point is that it's not all about us, but it's all about the plan of God. It's having the letting the love of God, which is abides in all the believers. If you are a believer, love abides in you. You may say, oh, no, it, no, it doesn't. But yes, it does. The love of God abides in every believer. What we have to do is let it come out. We have to be free within our soulish man, because in our spirit you are perfect, whole, and well. That's what Second Corinthians five seventeen says that the old uh, uh, that the old things are passed away. Behold, all have become new. Become new. Your spirit, man, is anew, but your soulish man, your heart, that's the one. Again, as we go back to. Uh, I didn't finish my point there in Romans where it says that uh, uh, not only that we got we to be conformed he said be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God that's the growing that we do when we're not conform to the culture when we're not conformed to what we see happening out in the world but, what, but that we measure everything by the word of God we measure everything and said, Lord, those decisions that, uh, even the little the little things, the big ones, the little ones. Because when we say, I got it, I got this. Every time I thought that in my heart, I end up getting less than what I uh or less than what I wanted. Because I didn't trust God. Because I didn't get his input. But when we all said, Lord, teach me. Lord, speak to me. Whatever you, and as you lead me, I'll go. Teach me, Lord. Sometimes he may want you to go a different way to work. He might want you, not this time, to chastise your child, but set them down and say, look, this is why. And I, don't, I don't mean don't, don't, don't correct your child, but I'm saying there are times when uh, 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 corporal points, what we call it, uh, uh, whooping, uh, whooping back in the day. That's not the answer. As they grow, we should be talking to them more. Because we're teaching them step by step, day by day, hour by hour. We're saying, look, this is the way we gotta do it. And more, and you teach more by what you do than by what you say. If we tell them to tell the truth, and then uh, uh someone comes and say his mom home, and you tell them, tell them I'm not here. Tell them mama's gone. Because you don't want to talk to them, you are setting an example for them. An example of, you know what? I tell the truth sometimes, but when it's to my benefit, I tell a lie. But again, it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And your mind is transformed by what you think. If you want to change who you are on the inside, you've got to change what you're thinking. And we thinking must be on the word of God. And going back to Abraham, Abraham didn't have a Bible. He had a sure word of God, and that's what he launched out on. So now we begin in where we left off. Fourth verse of Genesis, Genesis 12. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And that's important, even though we just read one scripture today. This is important, because Abraham obeyed God. But he partially obeyed God. Because if you go up in the scripture, it talks about him. God saying, leave your country from your kindred and your father's house. Lot was one of his kindred. He was his brother's son. So he was Abraham's nephew. But yet, Abraham still was going by faith. And this why I want us to... You know, one of my points today is, is to know that you're not going to get everything right. It doesn't mean that we shoot for 75%. Yes, our heart should always be toward God. But when we make mistakes, when we err, when we don't fully do all, you know, God God knows who you are. He told uh, uh, Jeremiah, in the first chapter, just Jeremiah 1.5, he said, I knew you before you, well, you before you was in your mother's womb. He said, I knew you. I knew you. I know God knows you. He's the one that gave you your gifts and callings. He's the one that appointed, to sit you before your mother and father came together. He had a plan for you that you would come at this time. That's why you are alive in this year, this month, this week, this hour. Because God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And it's your job. It's your task to find out, God. What am I to be doing? You may be, you may be doing, you may be in the calling that God wants you to be. But what has He given you passion for? And this is Abraham had a passion which was to follow God. I heard Him. I'm, I'm, I'm I can, I'm, I'm mimicking Him now. I heard God, Sarah, and we've got to leave. So he left. He left all of the. Not only did he leave his house, he left his family, he left his uh, position in. Life. He left his neighborhood, but he also had to leave those things that were familiar to him. And now he's walking out. He doing. He's he's following God, but he took something that was familiar to him. Who was Lot, thinking that you know what? I got. I'm responsible for him. But I want to tell you, no matter how many times when we take on when we take on things that should have been left behind. We take people who shouldn't be. They're not a part of your destiny. They're not a part of your destination. They were a part of your life for a season. But it's time for you to move on from them. No, you don't have to be ugly. But you do have to leave and separate. And that's what Abraham, we're going to find out. How detrimental this move was when when Lot was allowed to go. This is going to be detrimental to, to the life of Lot. So in the fifth verse, it says, and Abraham took his wife, Lot, his brother's son, all of their substance and their soul. They had gotten in Haran and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan Into the land of Canaan. They came. Abraham's going out. He's walking by faith. You're not going to see, you know, everything. God told him, he said, I'm going to take you to a land I'm, that I will show you. Abraham had to, he had to move by faith. Because this is what is pleasing to God is our trusting him. this is what makes us believers today if you if joining the church does not make you a believer. becoming a deacon or becoming um, a deaconess or becoming a minister that's not what that's not god god's, god's uh, 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 uh that's not how we form a relationship with God is by joining it's by being birthed in we're not joined in. We must be birthed in to the kingdom. We must be birthed in, just what Jesus told Nicodemus. He said, "You must be born again, born of the water and born of the Spirit." And Nicodemus said, well, "What must I? do? How am I going to do that?" He said, "Must I enter into my mother's womb a second time?" Jesus said, "How could you not know this, being a a teacher of of, of the people?" But what He was telling them is that it's not about um, it's not about your outward man. It's about the inner man. It's about the change in heart. And that's where faith dwells. For we as believers, and I go back again to uh, Galatians 2.20. We have the faith of the, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God has given all of us a measure of faith. But when we trust in him that's when we will arrive and this is where this is why god uh favored abraham faith will bring you favor and it says i'm gonna i'm gonna go now i'm gonna pivot now over to uh the book of romans because even though we see now that abraham has partially obeyed god but yet he's going his heart god looks at his heart the bible says when we we looked at that being judges we said wait a minute." Now, you know, we we look at we can, we got we have uh the benefit of looking back. We got the benefit of looking back in time and saying, hmm, Abraham didn't do everything God said, but yet God blessed him because God could see his heart. God could see his heart. You see, partial obedience is, is disobedience. But yet God looked at him and said, Hmm, I'm gonna work with him. Because God saw his heart. He knew what Abraham. He knew what was going to be the end of him, but God said, okay, let's go. Let's let's work with him. And see, Abraham didn't have the benefit again of having the, the New Testament written for him, of having the books written for him. Abraham just walked by faith because this is all he knew. He was going by all he knew. And this is what God will do for us. God will work with what you know. He will meet you where you are. It doesn't mean that God is satisfied where you are but he's going to bring you up. What you got to do is we go the Bible said we go from faith to faith. The faith that Abraham had at this time was I'm going, I'm going to take Lot with me because that's what he was in his faith. He believed God. He trusted God. But this was all the trust that he had. And we're going to see this as we move forward that Abraham is trusting God. I know many people they want to they sort of fall away when you say oh, he, what do you mean? He, he when you partially obey that's the element of disobedience. But yet, Abraham trusted God. He's growing in his faith. He's left his house. And he's going to see what God has for him. And now, as we move forward, now, as we've, uh, uh, the Bible says, again, and again, what I, I want to bring this up. And one of the points I'm, I'm bringing up here in Matthew, in uh, Romans 3 uh, 23, I'm bringing it up because I want all of us to know that, again, we're not going to get everything right. But we must keep going. When you fall, get up. If you err, get up. If you sin, get up. But this is what uh, Romans 3.22 says, rather. He says, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, upon all, unto all, and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. He says, now for all of sin, And come short of the glory of God. But what do you say in the 24th verse? Being justified. Being called as if you did not sin. Because we have faith. Faith is what covers us. It's not your volunteer service. It's not your uh, deaconship, your ministership, your uh, apostleship. What saves us is our faith and trust in God. Another way of saying faith is our agreeing with what Jesus said over us, and we trust in what he said. We we agree to it. We agree that he's the son of God. We agree that God is good. We agree that the word of God is right. We agree that the word of God is higher than the Constitution, higher than what the governor says, higher than what you say. It's higher than what I say. It's all dependent on what the word of God has said of our lives. But he goes back to say all of sin and come short of the glory of God. Romans three twenty three, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And I think I'm going to stay with that point because many of us, many of the church today, many of us as believers, we would have been hamstrung. Hamstrung could be, you know, when you got one, you got both legs tied together. You know, we're just hopping along. And we're not free in our minds because we are bound with condemnation about the things that we used to do, errors that we've made in our life, you know, decisions that, you know, they didn't quite work out like we thought they should. And we're looking back. But the Bible says there is no condemnation. That's where condemnation comes in because it it brings uh, shame and guilt because we did those things and we don't forgive ourselves. We'll forgive others. But we'll go on, you know, we've been in marriage and now you're divorced for one, two, three times. How many times you've been divorced? And we look back and say, I wonder if God really receives me. Lord, I know my life is better. This marriage, my my husband is saved, I'm saved. Our children are saved, Lord. But what about my mistakes I made? Those old things have passed away. God has given you, he's blessed you, he brought you out, he's established you, he's shown you his favor in his life. He's given you peace. Claim your peace. Put drive the stake in the ground and say, I forgive myself. I forgive myself. Yes, you made the error. Yes, you sinned. Yes, you erred. Yes, you made the mistake. Yes, you stayed when you should have left. Yes, you left and you should have stayed. But none of us can go back in time. But God has the ability to heal broken hearts. He has the ability to heal wounded hearts. only thing he asks us to do is receive his love and receive his guidance. And now we we see Abraham. again, I'm saying these things because, again, when we look back through the lens of grace and we see these Bible characters, and many of us, we think, oh, these were perfect men. They were perfect women. They did everything right. No, they didn't. They are just, they are men and women just like we are. They are, they are human beings. But yet, they continue, the difference between many of them and the people of our day is, they kept their eyes on God. We keep our eyes on Jesus. We kept going. That's what Abraham, that's the, what made Abraham a mighty man of faith. Mighty man of God, rather, his faith in God. So we go to Hebrews uh, 11th chapter and the 6th verse, it says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the reward of them that diligently seek him. You got to stay in the race. You got to stay in there. That's why I say if you fall, get up. You're still in the race. The race still going on. Just get up. You're not running against others. You're not competing against them. You just stay in the race. You're going to end up where you end up. He that began a good work of you, in you shall finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. He, God's going to, you're going to finish this race. You're going to, if you stay faithful, if you stay in the race and say, God, I'm for you. All of me is for you. I give it all to you. My children, my family, my job, my finances, my health, my mental health, my spiritual health. I give it all to you. And then when we learn from Abraham, when we learn and see how he just kept going on, he kept journeying. God told him, as we'll study further on, everywhere your feet touches, I'm going to give to you. Your children, this this will be your children. This will be your children's land. And God kept speaking to him. Whenever he got off track, God got him back. He, he brought him back. Abraham made a course correction. He made a course correction because he trusted God. He trusted God. And again, we are ahead today. But I'm gonna go over to uh, uh, the same eleventh chapter in Hebrews, and the eighth, in the ninth verse it says, I, no, "I'm sorry. We read, read the eighth verse. Uh, Hebrews eleven 8. He said, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place where he should after receive for inheritance, obey. Let me read that again. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place, he was called to go. He was called out to go in. Every time, every place you go into is not going to be as 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 uh, organized. Sometimes God will lead you into a place and you got to build something. You got to fix some things. You got to tear tear down. There's some giants in the land. There's some things in that neighborhood that trust God. If God led you to it, he'll take you through it. He'll take you over it. He'll cause you, you are a blessing. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a blessing wherever you are. We have to claim. That's what Abraham did. Every step he took, belonged to him. Every step he took, every piece of land he crossed belonged to him. By faith. Because God said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to cause you to be, I'm going to bless you. Make your name great and cause you to be a blessing. Abraham trusted God. And he was accounted to him for righteousness. God said, this man is right in my eye. Not because of what he did, but because of what he believed. Didn't get very far in the scripture today, but I just thank you for joining us again for Journeys in Grace. Again, you can reach us at pastoreric523 at gmail.com I just want to take time out to pray for any of those who don't line with us today. Father, we thank you for all those who have joined, all of them who hear this message. I pray for their faith that it fails not. I pray, Lord, in these times that we live in, that they will look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. For those who may be weak, I send them, your God, we send your grace and your mercy to them. They will be built up in faith, God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And today I am a preacher sent and called by you. But also we have the word of God. We have the written word. And I pray, God, they will go back to the word. Go back to seeking your faith. Go back to putting you first. And that their lives will be changed. And they will go from that good and perfect. To find that perfect will of God. That good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That they arrive at their appointed destination. At their appointed time. For you are God of goodness. You are God of favor. And you are God of grace. We thank you for all things. Until we meet again in Jesus name. Amen.